Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 99. Picture it. You find the perfect symbol of your love at D. Geller & Son, and thanks to our Valentine's gifting special, you're not just walking out with that classic diamond necklace. You've also got the dozen roses and the box of chocolates ready to go. Because it's Valentine's Day, and you're in love, and we love you. Diamonds, roses, chocolates, in that endless battle of I love you more, safe to say, you won. So come browse Atlanta's best Valentine's jewelry selection from Atlanta's most trusted jeweler since 1939, D. Geller & Son, in Atlanta, Kennesaw, and Sandy Springs. Shop our Valentine's gift guide at dgeller.com. I want to fight for my children. I mean, they're the most important thing in the world to me. Hi, this is attorney Sarah Hobson from Hobson & Hobson. Our experienced family law attorneys are here to help you in your child custody case. You're not alone. The Hobson & Hobson team is ready to fight for you and your loved ones. You need the best legal team on your side to win. Don't wait until it's too late. Visit areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation and learn how we can fight for you. The Atlanta Braves have launched Braves Country Baseball and Softball, a youth organization for kids 5 through 12 years old and are looking for local rec leagues across the southeast to join. Braves Country Baseball and Softball will consist of spring season league play and the chance for kids to represent their local communities in district, regional, and state tournaments with all roads leading to Atlanta for the championships. Visit Braves.com slash BCBS before the March 1st deadline to join the 50 leagues that have already committed. We all can't wait for warmer weather to come back, but in the meantime, I trust Scana Energy to help keep my family comfortable. Save up to $100 when you sign up with code 100. Terms and conditions apply. Harris Cherokee Casinos has slots, tables, and sports betting, all just a short drive from Atlanta. Visit HarrisCherokee.com and plan your getaway today. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates. Three and two and But she's not worried. With the Chase mobile app, she can lock her card till it turns up. Tools that help protect. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. W229HE Atlanta. The most listened to sports station in the South. WCNN North Atlanta. A Dickey Broadcasting Station. The Fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great Groundhog Day weekend. 
where you celebrated the groundhog. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this Monday. Falcons introduced Raheem the Dream. Raheem Morris, the new head coach of the Falcons, introduced earlier this afternoon. We will hear more from Raheem, Terry Fontenot, and give you some of the background because it wouldn't be a Falcon press conference without some kind of odd stuff always sort of hovering around. In this case, no Arthur Blank, who uh, we hope he's feeling okay, underwent some kind of or dealing with some kind of minor medical situation. They did report that he would speak to the media later in the week. So he wasn't there. Obviously, Rich McKay wasn't going to be allowed to address the media. So you had uh, Terry Fontenot, Raheem Morris, and Greg Beatles. (laughs) This is where you, the Falcon fan, goes, who's Greg Beatles? He's the president of something or other, but somebody obviously fans have not heard from very much. Raheem himself, I mean, the guy's a home run when he talks. I mean, he's going to make you want to go fight. He's going to make you want to go battle. Yep. He's easy to like. There were some questions that went unanswered, not from him, but just from the organization that we'll see if Arthur Blank addresses later on in the week. The 4 o'clock hour of our show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. Chuck's got a college football today coming up around the corner. What can we look forward to? The ultimate commentary on name, image, likeness continues from college coaches. And this time it's personal. All right, we'll get to that coming up. But first, Charles says he's noticed another unfortunate problem for the Falcons. Yeah, people are starting to evaluate Dallas Turner for what he is, which is a very aggressive, violent football player, which is how you win football games. What I'm talking about is Dallas Turner actually during the season, particularly after the LSU game, Matt, there's about three weeks where he was getting dinged during the season because he hits too hard, basically. Oh, good. What the frick, people? Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically, if you want to Google your computer, uh, draft previews, if you box it in from, like, I don't know, the second week of November following the LSU game um, after last year, basically they beat Texas in Austin because he fell on Quinn Ewers. All right? That's, that's how they won. Um, when Jaden Daniels, you were watching – He's out of the game. That was checkmate. They were not going to win that night. And that's all great stuff for a football player who's pitching himself to the NFL. But you go back and look at about the month, three, four weeks after that game, overly aggressive, prone to penalties. No, he's prone to knocking the ish out of quarterbacks, okay? He's an edge rusher in the SEC. What attitude and what approach would you like him to have? Because I like the approach where he knocks Jaden Daniels out of the game or Quinn Ewers out of the game, not injures them. Hurts him a little. I'm fine with that, and that's that's okay. Big difference. Pain and injury. Um, here's why it's unfortunate for the Falcons, because I was hoping it would pick up some momentum, because you need an elite player at one of about three spots. And the NFL, we know what it is. It starts and ends with the quarterback. Okay, how do we affect the quarterback? Um, there are three QBs and also three elite pass rushers in the draft, I believe. Get from um, UCLA. Um, you got Dallas Turner. You got, we got three guys that y'all looking at Jared Verse um, probably next. Um, Jared versus Florida State. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance that the Falcons could get the third of those three pass rushers. Marvin Harrison will be one of the top seven picks as well. Well, I've just given you seven. All you need. If you're a Falcon, you're not getting one of the quarterbacks. Not at eight. It's not a realistic thing. What is realistic is if any player, at any position, jumps into the top seven, one of the pass rushers is going to be available uh, for the Falcons. That is an absolute fact. Uh, it seems, however, 
that any sort of negative momentum for Dallas Turner, I was like, fall. Um, it seems the concentration is 100% on dude 6'4", 240, and destroys quarterbacks, which is the second most important ability in the NFL to playing quarterback. Um, so if you can't get the best quarterback at eight, there is a chance because of, you know, beauty is in the eye sort of thing that of the three pass rushers, there's a chance that the one the Falcons really do like best is there at eight. Could be Dallas Turner, and I'm absolutely all about that kid. So if you're a Falcon fan wanting Turner, here's what you need to root for. After the three quarterbacks go off the board, unless something weird happens, you need to hope the two receivers go or a receiver in Brock. If that happens, that gets you through the top five. You you agree Harrison's in the seven. Oh, top yeah. seven. Okay. Oh, Marvin. And the three quarterbacks. Yes. So I so, need three more people. The, the first three picks in some order. There's a chance that number two, Washington, falls in love with Jaden Daniels. I don't know. But in some order, it's Caleb, it's Drake, and it's Jaden. Then you're going to the Cardinals at four. If I'm the Cardinals, I want to give a toy to Kyler Murray. Here's Marvin Harrison. Okay, so that's four. Now we're getting to five. Do the Chargers want to give a toy to Justin Herbert. I don't know enough about their offensive line, or else maybe they take one of the linemen. My guess is then they decide between Adunze and Brock Bowers. There's another weapon off the board. Now you're at six, and here's what scares me about the Giants. Giants love pass rushers. They always have. They always love getting Thibodeau a couple years ago. They, yep. oh, and people, they were slow to come around on him. He's turned into a big-time player. That would be the one that scares me. Here's the hope for the Falcon fan again. That if Daniel Jones is their guy and they're locked in for a minute, they need to get him more weapons. They take the other receiver. If Brock and Marvin's off the board, and now you're doing Wrong. a Dunze. Right. So now you're up to seven with, with Tennessee. They could snake Turner. They could absolutely jump in and do that because they have needs all across if the board. If Jared Verse is the consolation prize, that's pretty good. But I'm going to tell you what's missing. Dallas Turner. I've talked about this. You remember when Vontez Burfecht was doing his silliness and, you know, like literally he was injuring people. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want him. I want it. You want a badass like him. I want that guy, that run around, knock the ish out of you. That a little on, more controlled, but yeah. Where's 57? Mm-hmm. Like, I want, I want the where's 57 sort of player. That's Dallas Turner more so than the other two. Here's where you're going to have a problem with Jared Verse, and not the player, where he's going to be available. If the Falcons stay at eight, if they follow their board, Malik Neighbors could be their pick. And they need a receiver, and it's going to drive people batty because you would say, we'll get it in the second round. Yeah. But if the Falcons' board dictates what they do, their BPA, they have been since Terry got here. Malik Neighbors could be your pick. Malik Neighbors has stud written all over him. He does. Who's throwing him the football becomes a bigger question because we still won't know. Now maybe by the time Malik's taken or whoever's taken today, maybe the Falcons have addressed it in free agency or the trade market. So at that point, they say, we'll get a developmental quarterback, go with a free agent or trade option, and then we'll get a weapon at eight if the pass rusher's off the board. Those things are in play. I, will call, I routinely dismiss the value, like how special one of those receivers is. Like those guys who, you know, we never talk about, you know, we talk about height and speed. And how, how about the ability to just get open? Mm-hmm. Like guys who are always damn open. And I, I say, I right, get somebody in second or third. Round. Here's the truth. You can get productive receivers in the later-ish rounds Don't or certainly disagree. after the eighth pick. Sure. You can get them in the free agent market. Sure. A special player, like that really gives you an advantage, that's something. And that's a Marvin Harrison. That's a Roma Dunze. Mm-hmm. That's a Brock. That's supposed to be a Kyle. Yep. Um, Mike Lombardi said something that was interesting, though. Wasn't it him who said this? What's that? The top, they had the past three drafts, first round picks in the top eight, and it's one of the slowest teams in the league. The Falcons went skill positions first three years in, in, of, this, of this regime, and the, he said they're still one of the slower teams. How the, the hell can you okay. be one of the slowest offenses in the league? Here's why. 
Drake is not going to take the top no, off. No, that's not his game. Drake and is it, a, that was not as advertised. No, but he is a go up, steal a 50-50, and that's great. Kyle hasn't had a chance since his rookie year due to injury and other things. We haven't seen him run. And then you have Bijan, who you think can be that, but we yeah. only got that in glimpses. But like Jamison Williams and Jameer Gibbs, yeah. they frighten the ish out of me. And that's what you want, right? Can, can you house the ball at any time you touch the football? They're going to add a receiver, whether it's in the first, the second, somewhere. They're going to add a weapon. They need to. This will all make some more sense if, again, the trade for Justin Fields happens or the signing of Kirk Cousins happens or something, whether you like the quarterback edition or not before the draft, what I don't see them doing is taking a lot of resources in free agency or the draft or in a trade market and then backing it up at eight. What I could see them doing is if they don't add something in free agency or the draft, maybe they move around the board and get their next quarterback in the first round or they get a developmental guy to play behind whoever's here. Like, that's what I, they're going to try to do both these things. This organization can tell you they're going to be patient. Middle ground it. They yep. don't have it. They don't have patience right now. They can't. Raheem has to know it. Fontenot knows it. The owner knows it. There's no time to be patient. They're, they're hanging on the doorstep of losing more of their fan base to apathy. You go a seventh straight year without the playoffs if they don't do it next year? Again, that's a hell of a risk to start trying to get people back who have been now sort of conditioned that we're not good. This would be the worst extended run since the Falcons were really horrible from about 1983 through about 91. Like, they were miserable. That's how bad it would be if they were to miss out next year of making a return to the playoffs. Uh, I will remind you guys, 680 the fan and Bears best. In Atlanta, are kicking off golf season. With our annual Chili Dip Open, it all benefits First Team Metro Atlanta. It's the first big golf tournament of 2024 at one of Atlanta's finest courses with Atlanta's premier sports talk station and Chili. Thanks to our great sponsors for making it all happen. The 680 the fan Chili Dip Open benefits First Team Metro Atlanta, building game changers by empowering kids and teens through golf. And it's all brought to us by Bears Best, Hennessy Automotive Company's Kroger, along with Corona Beer, Fire Safety and Protection, the Color Spot, Zero FG Energy Drink, and our friends at Harris Cherokee Casinos and Resorts. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today. Got the beta king. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. Oh, that's true. RoofingForward.com. Oliver's have used them three different projects. Uh, chimney, roof proper, skylight. They do it all, brother. Roof it forward. Uh, said the ultimate commentary on name, image, likeness continues from college coaches. Matthew, this time it's personal. Uh, let's go back to last Friday. AL.com. 9.58 a.m. Auburn's defensive staff is set for 24. Here's a look at the final coaching staff. 4.46 p.m. Jacksonville Jaguars hire away Auburn defensive line coach Jeremy Garrett. Uh -uh. Seven hours Uh. after Hugh Freeze had finally put a bow on all the hirings and then deciding who was going to coach what because they hired Charles Charles Kelly, remember, back before the uh, bowl game, and now he was co-DC. Well, now we know with Durkin and everything, it's all shaken out. So we had all of that finally said at 9.58 a.m. Seven hours later, it changed because another coach decided – I'd rather be in the league. Now, Jeremy Garrett, who is he? This I'm just going to give you the quick profile. He's coached in the league. So he played at Ole Miss in the mid 0 so he's been in coaching about 10 years or so. About half in college, he boys with Freeze back. They were at Liberty together, and so brought him down to Auburn. Had a good year, everybody said. Now he's off to the NFL for the same reasons everybody else wants to be in the NFL right now. When I say this is the ultimate commentary, um, this is continuing at a much higher level 
um, than just the defensive line coach for a 500 team. Um, here is your issue, Matt. Name image likeness has so overcorrected an issue that it's causing immediate damage right now. Um, a lot of times, you know, we say there's a lag. Think, and this, years later, we realize, oh, my gosh, we should have never done that. Think about how abrupt and I'll say violent the velocity on this change if right in the moment we are experiencing and it's clear to everyone even casual fans that coaches don't want to be in the college game nearly as much as they used to Uh, the issue is that to change this you have to get 18 19 20 and 21 year olds on board and they don't have that forward thinking like depth of character i'm gonna plan for the next generation they are content to take care of themselves and their current name image likeness deal which i absolutely get i was 18 19 20 that's what you do uh so you have competing interest and the result is that the adult in the room the coach has decided i'm out y'all keep your game 18 to 22 year olds and your name image likeness and everything you're doing now i'm choosing that i'll go somewhere else Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, presented by Roof It Forward on the College Football Voice of the South, The Fan. All righty, coming up, we have to hope, and hope being the key word, we have to hope Raheem Morris is special. Special enough to overcome this long-term Falcons issue. They scored 16! It's bigger than that. It's larger. We'll share it with you next. Chuck and Chernoff are on the FAN. Thanks so much for you guys spending your Monday right here. You can listen on FM at 93.7. Still doing the AM thing, but nice enough day. The AM might be fine. Also on 680thefan.com and on the mobile app where you can download and listen to that B anytime, anywhere. On your mobile. That's exactly right, on the mobile. Uh, Your 4 o'clock hour is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. Chuck and turn off till 6. The good word will follow all things jackets. And then uh, the Damon Stoudemire show. Tough loss for Tech on Saturday at uh, NC State. So they'll talk more about that coming up. Two things, then we'll get back to the Raheem and the Falcons stuff. Number one, congratulations to all parties involved on when we got the official dates on World Cup. Yay stuff for Atlanta. The one thing that Arthur Blank and that regime have done well is that stadium, which is going to continue to bring us world-class events. This is, like, you can't even under put it in the proper perspective how big this is. Like, as big as a Super Bowl or a Final Four, or, this is 50 times bigger. This is the world watching eight matches for the World Cup here in 2026, including a semifinal match. Huge. The world, again, will be watching Atlanta. Way, way, way long ago. Do y'all remember the old Fado in Buckhead? Sure. I went there... We had a World Cup promotion, and Ireland was playing, and I was like, what in the world? We're doing a promotion for soccer? Holy ish. Um, We have done so many promotions every four years for the World Cup, and we get out of bed in America at like 6 a.m. to watch something going on in, like, France. This is the time where everybody around the globe is going to get out of bed way early where they live to watch something in Atlanta. This is a huge, big, monstrous deal. Oh, the economic impact, just all of it. It's enormous. The other thing is uh, congratulations to non-All-Star Trey Young, who was named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, became the first player since Dwayne Wade to average at least 30 points and 10 assists while putting together a slash line of 500, 600, 700 shooting splits over a three-game span. So 50% from the field, 
uh, 600, 700 in that time frame as well. He continues to just kill it. And I don't know if you watched the Hawks got wins this weekend against. Yes, they did. Golden State. We talked about it. It was party town. It was. They got the win over Golden State on Saturday night. Back-to-back wins over the weekend. Steph Curry pulled him aside after the game. They had a long interaction. And Trey didn't say what Steph said to him, but Steph did. Steph told him, told him it's all politics about the All-Star game. Try not to get resentful. Keep doing what you're doing. Your time will come. But, like, what a cool moment for Steph to go, you should be an All-Star. LeBron this, the night before said the same exact thing, but yet the media disagreed. So. They had the overtime game, and the home fans got rewarded. Still, I mean, they're scrapping, and they won four straight now, yeah. so maybe, mm, but... Uh, good for anybody who had a ticket and went down there. I still think Trey might get the invite after. They haven't announced Julius Randle's replacement. I think he might get the Randle spot, but we'll wait and see. The 4 o'clock hour of our show is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. Coming up in five minutes. Despite what the media thinks, a billion dollars doesn't quite buy you what it should these days in Major League Baseball. We'll cover that coming up. But first... Raheem Morris introduced today, and again, easy to like. I knew he'd kill the presser. Raheem's great. Like, he is just one of these, you gravitate towards Raheem. Whether it's players, coaches, fans, everybody's going to like Raheem Morris. Whether he can coach or not at this level to have success, we'll wait and see. But I want to take you guys back to um, something we had to talk about on Friday. We had Michael Lombardi on with us, the former GM. And this relates to something I've talked about with Raheem or whoever's going to get the Falcon job. In this case, liking Raheem is good, whether Raheem can overcome organizational chaos is going to be the question. And this has been a factor for the Falcons for a very long time. And when I talk about things like organizational chaos, people think I'm just saying the same stuff over and over. No. Things like not knowing who I'm turning to, who am I answering to, who's, who's in charge, who's the football ops guy, where do I turn? Well, Rich McKay in that press release last week we heard was moving out of football operations. I doubted it at the time. Michael Lombardi seemed to doubt it when we talked to him on Friday. Rich is involved with football. I mean, let's be clear here. I mean, he's on the competition committee. I don't know the football acumen, but I know that, you know, he he is the main advisor. And I think ultimately when there was an interest in Bill, there was talk that he wasn't going to be there. I think what happens when you hire somebody with Bill's acumen, Bill's knowledge, Bill's past history, you know, it's intimidating. And unless you really are on top of your game, unless you really are confident in your own skin, then you're going to feel threatened and challenged. And you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that he stays out of the building. Because once he's in the building, it's going to be hard for you to maintain your level of of authority. All right. So when I talk about organizational chaos, here's the things I mean. An owner that seemingly lost his way years ago, whether that's distraction of other things going on, soccer, this, you know, this business interest, whatever, all those things. The Rich McKay factor is always going to be a factor. Whatever you call him in the building, he can be now in charge of soccer, a liaison to Atlanta United. He's always going to be in the building, which means Arthur Blank is always going to have Rich McKay in his ear. A front office that hasn't been good or organized for a very long time. But Chuck, do you want good news? Yes, all about it. It's not impossible to overcome it. Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov for a very long time did. Now you have to have special. Special for the Falcons has been Matt Ryan. Julio Jones, Roddy White, trade for Tony Gonzalez. Special has been the hiring of Kyle Shanahan. You have to have special to overcome chaos. You might not be able to do it forever because chaos is always going to be around the next corner. But that's where you look at Raheem and go, where's the special? Is your special Bijan? Is your coaching staff going to be good enough to get more to Kyle Pitts? Are you going to find that quarterback? You need special to overcome the chaos. It has happened before here. You need it to happen again. 
we go back now and some one-offs or weird things or context. I now go back and go, well, maybe this was always the front office. Um, Dan Reeves got fired because Mike Vick broke his leg. Like, that's basically, that's how we started. Um, Bobby Petrino, dysfunction. Jim Mora, dysfunction. Like, I used to think it was just a Jim Mora problem. God knows it shows no awareness to go on a radio station and say what he said. It wasn't just him, though. Like, it's the whole situation. It's the people they time after again bring into that complex and say, you're in charge. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's stunning how uneven those results have been. Well, today is an example, right? And that's why I keep saying, folks, there are two separate things that happened today. The introduction of Raheem is one of them. The other thing is, and this is organizational chaos, when the owner's not there because he's having a, a medical situation, let's delay the presser, even if it means people He's are, important enough to put everybody right. else off. It's, if, if it means oh, the media is going to be upset for a day or another two, whatever, do it Wednesday, do it Thursday. He's got to be there to, to address the questions. Then... We were explaining to me now Terry Fontenot was leading the search when before we heard it was Rich. And at, at today's presser, Raheem said Rich hired him. Then he said Terry hired him. Right? Now you got Greg Beatles, who the fans have never heard a thing from on the podium. It's just all weird stuff. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean they can't win games. Raheem has to overcome this with special. You know who was special? John Abraham was special. He was a machine. He was special enough to overcome. Roddy and Julio were special. special. Ryan was special. Shanny was special. You can't. Arthur Smith wasn't special enough. Dan Quinn without Kyle wasn't special enough. So far, Kyle Pitts hasn't been special enough. You better find it. For all our sakes, man, I don't want to do this crap again where we're going through three years of why can't they figure it out. Got to find their special. Maybe Raheem himself is special enough with his personality. Maybe Zach Robinson, his OC, is the next special That's one. That's somebody to be special. That's the hope. All right. Uh, I'm going to share some QB math with you. That's a scary reminder of what the Falcons are up against in the draft. We'll do it coming up. But first, I thought a billion dollars went a long way no matter what time we're talking about, but apparently it doesn't go as far as you think today. Yeah, not as far as how ESPN thinks, I believe. Um, I don't know, Matt. It's February 5th. Uh, I woke up. I wanted some power rankings. Um, And the worldwide leaders, pre-spring training, pre-pitchers and catchers, have L.A. as the number one team in its pre-spring training power rankings, boo, Braves at two. Boo! The Dodgers spent a billion dollars this offseason. They committed to contracts totaling a billion dollars this offseason on new pitchers, Matt, just pitchers. Mm-hmm. Yet the team's rotation for this season is Otani won't pitch even one inning. Yamamoto never faced major league hitting. Glasnow, stud. But one season removed from Tommy John, Bueller, two Tommy John surgeries and Paxton past four seasons combined 118 innings pitched um I'm sorry ESPN I got Strider Max Charlie and Sale plus whomever else like I don't know Bryce Elder all-star um and even with Otani in LA the Braves offense is better folks Michael Harris we don't have we haven't paid nearly enough attention to the kind of offensive production Michael Harris is capable of and I last year it was a bad start and then he took off and it looked like a kind of okay season at the end he's as talented as anybody on that team not named Ronald Acuna and I promise that's the truth and he's about to explode so we were already better and we're about to have another giant big time superstar and everyone else is back and who they already are so yeah, ESPN, they spend a billion. They're not the number one team, not in Chuck's power rankings. Oh, you got your own? Damn straight. How about that? Braves are one. CPR. Chuck's Braves are pa- one. Chuck's power rankings. We will be de- uh, debuting those. We need production for that, April. probably. Yes, we need production. 
CPR. Damn straight. That's exactly right. Get the paddles out. We're doing CPR with Chuck. Chuck's power rankings. Now, I don't care who's one or two. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's them. Meanwhile, somebody in Arizona and somebody in Philadelphia are going, yeah, we're not as good as either of you. We just played in the NLCS because there's baseball. And I know nobody wants to hear it, and we think it's a cop-out. I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. Baseball is the sport that you could have the odds-on favorite, best team, huge advantage like the Braves and the Dodgers both have over Arizona and Philadelphia and both got embarrassed. Way easier wager at Harris this Friday that they win the division than the World Series. Of course. Of course. Because that is a stretch out over six months, and we will wear you down. It's like water on a stone. After six months, you're like, all right, this is the result, and it's kind of predictable. Best of five, best of seven, I got nothing for you. What happened to baseball talking about tweaking some things to the playoff format? Did that just get quiet after the the World Series? Because it wasn't this this big talk of we're going to try to do something to enhance the opportunity for the favorite because they've earned it over the six months. And remember the options we all talked about. Maybe you play all the games at, at one stadium, the home teams. Maybe you play a best of seven in the first round. Like, we came up with three or four things that are like, okay, it doesn't guarantee you'll win, but it gives the advantage to the team that has earned it over six months in this case, the Braves against the Phillies, Dodgers against Arizona. Nothing's happened. So we're going to go through the whole yep. crap again next yep. year of five days off. Potentially, yeah. Because that was the other thing. We're not going to have the five days off. We'll do something where the wild card series butts right up against the, the division round. Nothing's happened. Now, is that conversation still going on? Because I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen the postseason schedule next year. I would doubt it's set. Somebody get me Manfred. Get me Manfred. I need answers. Manfred. I don't think I'm getting answers at all. All right. um, Today's date is uh, February 5th, Charles. Not not exactly a red-letter date in Falcon history. but Lost a 28-3 lead. Yeah, I know. We are counting down to April 25th when the Falcons will make their draft pick. And we know... All, if not all, most of the focus is going to be on the quarterback. Are the Falcons going to get their quarterback at eight? Are they going to make a godfather offer to one of the top two or three to move up? Are they going to take some of their picks in the second and third rounds, try to get back into the first round to find their quarterback? They have a lot of paths that they can take. But I wanted to give you some of the uh, <laughs> some of the data to tell you what the realistic possibilities are they get it right and wrong by taking a quarterback in the first round, whether they take it at two, three, eight, or 24. This came from uh, uh, Savage Sports, who did this. This is chances of hitting your first-round quarterback, and they go all the way back to 2011. So this is a 12-year sample, 38 quarterbacks taken. And I'm just going to call these either three categories, meh, good, or great, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. 2022, Kenny Pickett was taken in the first round, meh. 21, Trevor Lawrence, good, not great. Zach Wilson, meh. Justin Fields, mostly meh. Trey Lance, meh. Mac Jones, meh. Agreed so far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're a little kind. 2020, Joe Burrow. Great, but hurt a lot. Tua, good. Herbert, good. Jordan Love, good. That was a really good first-round class. 2019, I'll say Kyler's good enough. Kyler, it can be fantastic. It can be, but it's been hit or miss. Daniel Jones, mostly meh with one good year. Dwayne Haskins, meh, rest in peace. 2018, Baker met with the team that drafted him, the Browns. Finally found some success on his fourth team. Is that right? Bro's about to get broke off, too. He is. Sam Darnold, meh. Josh Allen, really good. Josh Rosen, meh. Lamar Jackson, great. Two MVPs, that's great. I know he hasn't won the championship or been to the Super Bowl. He'll get there at some point. That's great. 2017, Mitchell Trubisky, meh. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest draft pick we've seen in many a year. 
Deshaun Watson was good, but trending the wrong way. Still agreed on most of these? Yeah, okay. within, you know, yeah. Okay. 2016, Jared Goff, good, then meh, then good again. <laughs> I can't figure that one out, but that's the order I have it. Carson Wentz, good, hurt, meh. Paxton Lynch, meh. 2015, Winston and Mariota, meh, meh. 2014, Blake Bortles, meh. Johnny Menzel, meh. Teddy Bridgewater, meh. 2013, Andrew Luck, good, but done too quick. RG3, good, then hurt. Tannehill, meh, with Miami, then good with Tennessee. Brandon Whedon, meh. And then 2011, Cam was good. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Bodner, all meh. I think Jake Locker quit because he didn't like playing football. That could be a problem. That's 38 quarterbacks, folks, I gave you in the last 12 years. 20 of them were meh. Scare you a little bit? It does. 20 of the 38 were meh, and you said I was being kind to a few of the ones that I, I gave more than meh to. I want to look at, and you're right, because you went through every quarterback who was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, In the first round. I would want to look at necessarily all the quarterbacks who start in the National Football League, for instance. Like, all the quarterbacks who we look at who they got it right. All the quarterbacks who make an impact. And you start going down, and there is a thread. Um, I'll, Matt, I'll just I'll pick passer rating okay. for all qualified uh, passers for this year. Um, Brock Purdy, we consider him an outlier, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Dak, fourth, fourth round, round pick. Right. Kirk, fifth round pick. Uh, yeah, uh, no, he's fourth. a fourth. He was okay. a fourth. Lamar, Tua, C.J. Stroud, Jake Browning, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff. I mean, Jordan Love, Baker, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen, Geno Smith even, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. I mean, outside of the first three guys. Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy's not real. Well, but you still got to count them. <laughs> that's a Hollywood thing that they go, nah, I reject it. He's a carbon-based life form. Um, and I don't even like quarterback rating. I just picked it. Mm-hmm. Outside of those three, everybody else who got their answer, and Kirk Cousins doesn't even count because Minnesota didn't draft him. They signed him. Right. So he's out. But you, they, Outside of Brock and Dak, everybody else, first round, first round, first round, first round, first round, first right, round. But the context is Baker and Geno don't count either. Because they were bust with their first teams. Sure. And that's what I would talk about when the Falcons. I don't care if the player comes here, the Falcons draft a quarterback, and he is a bust here but hits somewhere else. What does that do for me? No, nothing. But every <laughs> every team in the NFL right now who has a quarterback that they really like, sure. if they drafted the guy, it was a high draft pick. It was. It was a first rounder. Jordan Love, again, becomes the outlier there. But you start doing the misses, right? And you can't ignore Zach Wilson, miss. Jets, Trey Lance, miss, Niners, Matt that Jones, is, miss. Dude, I'm looking at Joe Burrow first overall, sure. Stroud second. I'm, I understand, but I, I'm giving you the full context. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins was 15th okay, overall. No, no. Daniel Jones was fifth. Take out the ones that didn't work. Look at what does work, because that's, that's what we want. Of co- uh, well, no question. So what Hold works? On, Chuck, all, no, hang on. Take out the bad ones. We want the one that works. No, I because like you're it. concentrating on I'm Dwayne not. Haskins. He I'm, has no value here. Chuck, I'm giving you the full context. I'm giving you 38 quarterbacks and 20 that didn't work. All I'm saying is if you think drafting him in the first round guarantees you ish, it doesn't. You better figure out the right stuff around him, be it OC, the talent around him, the structure you need. I've got all these misses and in good places. Kenny Pickett's been meh to this point. He's in Pittsburgh. This is going to be, I think, his third offensive coordinator. Yep. Kenny Pickett. I didn't like Kenny Pickett all that much. They took him at like 20 or 22. It is what it is. Mitchell Trubisky, they traded up the Bears to get him at two. Just, I, I'm not saying don't take him. I'm just saying here's a full picture of what you're getting when you're taking Paxton Lynch. That is available to you. Marcus Mariota, Jameis, one and two. 
Blake Bortles, I think, was three. But again, concentrate, I would say even more so, what was the path that has worked? Let's replicate that. I don't and, disagree, but that path does not work for everybody. That's no, all I'm saying. no, no. You've got to be able to, again, put them in a, in a winnable situation. Maybe Raheem's, maybe this this culture is the winnable situation. I still have a hard time thinking at eight they're going to get their guy. The top three are gone. I still think the path, if they're drafting a quarterback, is trading back into the first round. But maybe not even starting whoever that is. Maybe that's J.J. McCarthy who's not going to interest anybody. Right? Or maybe that's Michael Penix who will interest you, but they might think not ready to start from day one. A redshirt season is not anything that I'm I'm against. I don't know where the NFL is on that right now. I think it's all over the board. Like we've seen Jordan Love's an example. You just want Jordan. Jordan didn't play for three years. Sat down and Tua was almost finished in Miami before they got the right coach to get him squared away. And now they're like battling. Do we pay him? CJ Stroud shows up. You start. Absolutely. And luckily for them, they get to keep Slowick, their offensive coordinator. We'll see what the Falcons plan is, but first rounder is a flip of the coin. All right, coming up next, it's time for party, Chuck. Hey. <laughs> and apparently he's going to party like it's 1969. We party. This show is so old. We'll talk about it next. <laughs> Chuck and Chernoff are on the radio, and we want to give you guys a chance to celebrate Valentine's with a very special prize package from our friends at Arnett's Chop Shop and Brown and Company Jewelers. Leading up to that big game on Sunday, which we know is all about the two teams, right? No, it's going to be all about that Taylor Swift. People getting mad that we're showing shots of her up in the suite. So we're doing five days of Tay-Tay. So five days of Taylor Swift giving you a chance to win a $2,500 a gift certificate from our friends at Brown and Company Jewelers, plus a $100 gift card to enjoy a great dinner at Arnett's Chop Shop. All you have to do is go to our social media accounts. You'll see a pinned tweet at the top of the Twitter page, for example, where all you have to do is record a 30-second video of you and your daughter, dad and daughter, doing a little Taylor Swift song. Blank space. You can do that. Zoe and I did one last night. Style. Posted it this morning. You can go see that as an example. She really didn't let me get in very much. Oh. Very diva. Well, it's only 30 seconds. I understand, but I, I wanted to try to you know, jump in. At one point, she ripped the mic out of my hand. Yeah. So you can see that video and give yourself a little motivation to get one done. But, yeah, do it. 30 seconds, you and your daughter. What I'd love to see is a dad and a 3-year-old daughter and a dad and a 30-year-old daughter, like in everything between. Right? I want to see all the above of what a 30- or 45-second video of you picking your favorite Taylor song, singing it with your daughter, Leading up to Valentine's Day, and we pick the best at the end of the week. Five days of Tay-Tay. You can go to our social media or our 680 The Fan website. You'll see the contest page there. Uh, 680 The Fan, speaking of giving stuff away, and the locker room, along with Sandals Resorts, we're sending five lucky listeners to Sandals Caribbean, uh, a, a Caribbean destination of their choosing, including Sandals Duns River in Jamaica. Got that free trip to Jamaica, man. That's accurate, Buck. Fuck. This week is your last chance to get qualified to win one of the five grand prize trips, that luxury vac- uh, vacation for two to experience the turquoise waters, unlimited dining, luxurious accommodations at a Sandals resort. That's round-trip airfare from American Airlines as well in your choice of the Caribbean Sandals resort that you want to go to. Listen to the locker room every day, 6 to 10 a.m. When you hear the cue to call, you'll be the fifth caller for your chance to get entered to win. You must be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to have a chance to win. So listen to the locker room for that opportunity. So I'm told Party Chuck is back. I didn't know Party Chuck has ever been here. 
but we're going to party like it's 1969. Vegas! Well, the NFL draft is going to do that, I believe, in a couple of months. Um, let's be educated about something that is going to get a whole lot of, uh, Matt, something. I don't know, attention, commentary, punchlines, jokes, etc. Iowa cornerback Cooper DeGene. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. He's really, really good, and he returns punts, and he's just a stud. He declared for the draft, and he's going to be a first-round pick. He's slated early to mid-20s. He would be the first white cornerback drafted in the first round in the NFL since 1969. Wow. Um, (laughs) I would have lost the bet. (laughs) He would be only the second white cornerback in the common draft because before it was NFL draft, AFL draft, whatever. When do we move him to safety? A guy named or offense. Exactly. (laughs) Roger Worley was a first round pick of the St. Louis Cardinals, the football Cardinals back in 69. He made the hall of fame. He's a great player and he played corner and just was a ball thief. just fantastic player. Um, Just by happenstance. One time, Doug Plank, who used to coach the Georgia force, he started at Ohio state and for the bears. And he told me in his words, the last all honky starting secondary in the league. Thank you, George Jefferson. Doug Plank, Gary Fensick, Lenny Walterscheid, and Pat Schmidt. And then Jeff Fisher was the nickelback in yeah. Chicago in 1981. That's a bit much, but DeGene's going to be a first-round draft pick. And part of the reason this has come up is because he's getting a lot of attention. He's going to be the first ever. No, there was one in the common draft back in 69, and that was the first year of the common draft. So maybe that's why people are off. Also, another reason is a little bit in the news. Did you see who the two best receivers down in Mobile were this past weekend? Yeah, there's one that we've been talking about for months here. I knew this was going to happen. Everybody's late to the party. Vlad McConkie and Luke McCaffrey. Shocking. Um, Luke McCaffrey, who was a four-star recruit as a quarterback, and he went to maybe Colorado and then Michigan, and then he went to Louisville for a day, and he decided he didn't like Louisville. Turns out he didn't like playing quarterback. He transferred to Rice, became a wide receiver, and in what was described as an average week for – did you watch the Senior Bowl at all? Uh, Highlights. All right. Yes, yes, highlights. Spence Rattler threw four passes. They named him MVP. He threw a touchdown. Four passes. Right. Um, But Ladd and Luke McCaffrey, in what was described as an average week for receivers down there, they were both tremendous in their opportunities, and so they're going to be getting a lot of uh, attention as well. Um, and so it's just, it has come around again. And if it was Jason Seahorn, that's the last time you saw it. Maybe you'll see it again this coming year, but it is a, an oddity. Mm-hmm. And it, if we're going to talk about it, at least be accurate. He'll be the second, not the first. We had one of those, not a first round pick. We had Scott case. He was a corner. And I think he might've gone to the pro bowl as a corner. Then he got moved to safety. Yes, he did. That's why I joked. If you're the white corner, eventually like Seahorn, like I think it near the end started He's a hard down. hitter. He's smart back there. He's going to. Yeah. Now, I want to read. I don't you... know if Seahorn was, was a hard hitter or not, but they moved him to safety. I, I want to read you a quote. This is from Brian Davis. If you don't know the name, he he is the last white corner to start for a Super Bowl winning team. It was the uh, I was about to, uh, mascot Wash, uh, Washington. And I'm going to 80... take your word for this. I don't see color. 1988. He does. And he says everybody in the NFL does. Here's oh. a quote from Brian Davis. It comes down to this. How many white guys are effing fast enough to play cornerback in the NFL? Very, very few. Even if I'm a coach who's pulling for the white cornerback, I'm still thinking, why is he here? I don't want him. Mm -hmm. He can't run. He can't jump. He's too damn nice. And that's another stereotype, by the way. Nice and polite. NFL coaches want an effing baller. That's from Brian Davis. And so it is an extremely rare thing that's coming up. And good for Cooper DeGene getting his NFL uh, dream, but he will be the second. Christian McCaffrey had overcome some of that, that he could be this, like, playmaking running back 
white guy because there was a who was that? Will Shipley guy when he was showing up so as a five Shipley star. Was one, but who's the who Stan- did he remind you of? Was he's a Christian McCaffrey guy? Who's the Stanford guy? Several years ago, there was Tommy Vardell, and then there was somebody else. Oh, he was a runner-up in the uh, Toby Gerhardt. Was that a runner-up in the Heisman. Where, where, where was Gerhardt? Where did he go? Mm, he went to Stanford. Was he Stanford too? Okay, so we had Tommy touchdown Tommy Vardell. We had Toby Gerhardt, but it does not come along much. Speaking of the Falcons, they had a white running back in the early nineties, a guy named Pat Chafee. Forty-three, twenty-eight. Oh, Tracy Johnson, Johnson was forty-three. 43 right, so they would mix in. There was like oh, white running back. I was like twelve. I was like, what about this? Travis Jervy. <laughs> Travis <laughs> Jervy became more of a special teams guy. Weird cat. Is he a Citadel guy? I don't know that. But it's, it's few and far between. So, but the lad thing is funny to me. It's like people didn't watch lad. Oh, he's in new to everybody. Like, like he was playing for the national champion. People. By, by the way, he's been doing this for two years, two and a half, three years. He wasn't healthy against Alabama, which down in Mobile. I mean, I'm looking at it, and whoever's healthy and plays, it's the outcome, and whatever happens, happens. Damn, he made a difference. All right, can I tell you something funny? If he's full speed against Bama, I wrote the tease I'm about to read you this morning before the Falcon presser, not knowing it would be this apropos. Coming up, the Falcons played another round of press conference musical chairs today. Where's that chair that vibrates? <laughs> I don't know, but I know who wasn't in one of those chairs. Plus, Trey Young got the ultimate all-star endorsement this weekend. I'll share it with you next. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 